What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. I said you were a musician. Inside Lewin Davis, the new film from the Coen brothers, the Academy Award-winning creators of Fargo and No Country for Old Men, starring Oscar Isaac, Kerry Mulligan, Justin Timberlake, and John Goodman. The Guardian's Peter Bradshaw gives the film a glowing five-star review, calling it one of the Coen's best. Inside Lewin Davis, in cinemas January 24th. The Guardian. Hello, this is Music Weekly. I'm Alexis Petridis. This week, Pete Bafides, the Time Lord of Pop, goes back to 1972, plus music from Bibio, Holly Herndon, and Disclosure, featuring Mary J. Blige in Singles Club. That's all here on Music Weekly from The Guardian. Kieran Yates, I'm afraid, is, uh, is under the doctor. She's not very well this week. Uh, but I've been rescued by Lan Ribicare and Rebecca Nicholson. Thank you very much for coming in. No problem, a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. There's a little delay before you said that. that neither of you really want to be here. And I better look, we're here in. now. <laughs> um, let's look at the news. Brian Adams is going to play a gig in Zimbabwe. Haven't the benighted citizens of that nation suffered enough? <laughs> Without everything I do, I do it for you. Uh, what do we think about this? Is this a good thing? Do we care? Yeah, I, I'm pretty, pretty angry about it. It's I'm, I'm more about the kind of way they've presented it because his manager just came out and was like, "The kids want to rock." Well, the kids probably want to live in a country, you know, where there's not forced evictions. Yeah, 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 yeah Where yeah. the economy is in an absolute mess. Yeah. So stop making light of it. And how Idiot. big is he in Zimbabwe? Anyway, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, you know, you can never sort of get second guess this. I don't really know what people's music taste in Zimbabwe is like. But Brian, I'm curious. Well, they sold a lot of the tickets in. What was it like? There's only three and a half thousand tickets. Well, only. That's, that's fair <laughs> enough. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like less than two days or something. So. Really? Well, clearly they did want to see. It's a genuine question, but are cultural boycotts ever effective? Because there was the big kind of... People were trying to instigate a cultural boycott of Israel, weren't they? Mm. Um, very recently. Do they ever work? What do you think? What's your take on it? I'm genuinely interested. Historically, there doesn't seem to be much evidence that the apartheid was brought I mean there's a you know endless cultural boycott of South mm. Africa mm. for years and years and years obviously some you know Queen broke famously well I don't think any evidence suggests that did any you know d- d- that wasn't why apartheid ended was it uh, yeah am um, I making a really facile point <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you're saying is Brian Adams would not have been able to end apartheid even if he tried Brian Adams <laughs> Do I think the Mugabe regime would crumble if Brian Adams declined to go to Zimbabwe? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it, 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 the question is, if, if you know, economic sanctions aren't working, you know, all that kind of... This is a country that's, you know, on its knees and yet still he's there. I think, I don't know. Then should it yeah. be more of a principled thing that he won't yes. endorse the regime by playing there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or then you get to the... You look at the other big news story today is, is, is about Owen John and Russia. And... You know, he there was ostensibly some kind of, you know, vague cultural boycott of Russia. He went and actually appears to have not done some good, but, I mean, he's, he's making a big old talking point out. Yeah, I don't yeah. agree that there should be a cultural boycott of Russia. I think a lot of LGBT people there are happy that the attention is being... Exactly. Um, mm. ...is being brought to the nation. And people, I mean, you know, Lady Gaga, Elton John, Madonna, mm. are actually 
making that uh, putting that on the international news agenda to mm. some extent so I don't think so a are they, would help so when they're when they're playing are they bringing it up yeah, yeah. Right, okay. exactly okay. yeah Elton certainly did didn't they yeah and um. then and then uh, they've been threatened with fines haven't they or bans mm. I think I can't remember which one got which but then it's it's kind of in the I didn't know Brian Adams was still performing I thought he'd gone fully over to f- the, the photography, photography side yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe he's making an exception I don't know it's, 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 it's a, a strange, very weird story it's a very it? weird need. maybe it's not true <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he's going to do a Dennis Rodman. Having said all of that. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, kind of close, oh, close it with Mugabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps going back, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's he's checked himself into rehab though now, hasn't he? Which <laughs> isn't surprising. Imagine that kind of measure of when you need to go to rehab. <laughs> if you're making friends with North Korean leaders, well, it, it might be time to have a look at yourself. Did you see when he was singing Happy Birthday to him? I didn't like, It's one of, yeah, he's kind of sung it in a kind of Marilyn Monroe style. Way. It's, what? It's, honestly, honestly, you've got to check it out. It's absolutely horrendous. This is absolutely, this is bizarre, isn't mm. it? Mm. Um, uh, moving, moving on. Spotify is talking about using a motion sensor and a heart rate monitor to select tracks suited to your current activity. I think that's creepy. Yeah, it yeah. kind of moves on. Like there was a story the other week, wasn't it, about Auto Shazam? You know, Shazam. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So you kind of keep it in your pocket. It passively listens to everything that's going on around you. And then at the end of the day, it says, hey, you heard so-and-so in a lift. Right. Uh, or whatever. Which I just think... What's going on, guys? Yeah, why, why, it, 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 it's mm. a form of kind of spying on you. I mean, it's, it's presented as, as making things more user-friendly. This is collecting data about you. Mm. And this is really poking into your business because there's all sorts of reasons why your heart might be racing. And I don't want most of them to be known by Spotify, you know? <laughs> it could make you a sexy playlist or anything. You I don't want to say I had to disconnect Spotify from... I didn't realise Spotify was connected to my social media. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and I, you know, what, what basically happened was I have a sort of playlist on Spotify of uh, sort of 70s bubblegum kind of pop, you know. And my kids really like it. And there's a point on a Saturday where they want to, a Saturday evening, where we always put it on and they get in their like onesies ready for bed and they sort of dance around the kitchen and mum and dad are having a glass of wine and da-da-da-da. But kids as you, asked to hear the same songs over and over again. So there came a point where I got all these messages going, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> there was one point where I'd listened to uh, Ding a Dong by Teaching, the, uh, I think it was the Netherlands entering the 1974 Eurovision Song Contest uh, six times in a row. <laughs> and people thought I was having some kind of nervous breakdown. <laughs> um, I don't want uh, Spotify poking any further. Is it, any of you in favour of this? Are you, either of you, are you bothered by this or uh, is it just me? Being... Well, this Spike Jones film, Her, which mm-hmm. if you went to see it at a screening last week, you had to sign an embargo to say uh, that you wouldn't talk about it even though it's been out in America for a number of weeks and nominated various awards. But there's a scene in this film that I definitely haven't seen and can't talk about where he says, um, play a melancholy song. So basically, it's it's in the not-too-distant future and his smartphone is very smart. And he said, play a melancholy song and they play this kind of miserable song. He's like, not that one. And then they play another one. And it's one of, it's, it turned out to be one of my favourite songs. It was The Breeders Off You, which I That's absolutely a great song. love. But this is just, it's a scene from her, isn't it? Where we have this kind of technology and yeah, it's terrifying. It, <laughs> it does frighten me a little. Yeah, I mean, with Spotify now, the company that does their algorithms is a company called Echo Nest. And right. they, do, they do it, for, that company does it for all the big streaming sites. They kind of dominate that. And they can predict your voting patterns based on, or who you'd vote for, based on who you listen to. So if you listen to Rihanna, you're very likely to vote Democrat. If you listen no. to... No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really good thing on uh, Wired. I don't know if I mentioned that, but they've got that up there. Uh, and if basically, if you listen to any kind of country singer, 
you'll vote Republican. That's, but that's surely... But that, one, that's one of the bands that was hanging, like, they didn't know whether you'd vote Democrat or Republican. If you listen to this band, was Fleetwood Mac, which I thought was pretty funny. That I thought is be interesting. Pretty. intriguing. Yeah. And Marilyn Manson as well. He was on that list. Mm. But I, I, I um, find... I, I don't understand why you need somebody to keep suggesting music to fit your mood. Mm. I, I most people sort of know what music fits that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll put this on. If I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't really need someone to keep going. What? Hey, what you should? You, hey, you know what you're feeling now? What you should listen to? Is, put this on. Put this. Shut up. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty annoying, isn't it? I think some companies kind of have seen that now, like seeing the the funny side of that. Like Netflix have done this thing where they kind of come up with their jo- uh, genre names and they've got 76,000. Did you see that piece? <laughs> really? The Atlantic did this amazing piece about it when they kind of break down how that happens and it's because they get human beings to do it and that's pretty funny because it's just taking it to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And that's all right. But yeah, they need a, Spotify need to back off. I don't, they do need to back off. Get out of my body. <laughs> yeah, get out of my mind. <laughs> um, uh, the, this this uh, week's and the weekly uh, bit of news about Miley Cyrus. Uh, she's going to drop merchandise on her fans' heads. <laughs> <laughs> is that like what's that? Is that like a street saying? Going <laughs> to drop merchandise. Going to drop merchandise. Like Terry drug, might be a drug thing. Somebody might have misunderstood that. that <laughs> the impression I got was that t-shirts would rain merch. down. <laughs> Um, but it might be a kind of, I don't know. Uh, also, in the news story, which is in the Guardian's website, one of the most chilling phrases I can ever remember coming up in a news story, she said she was talking about her gigs and she was going, oh, I'm going to do this, that and the other. And she goes, the acoustic set can go on for as long as I want. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Who wants that? Who, when you go to see a big pop gig, the acoustic set and the drum solo during the costume but change. That's quite an f- American <laughs> artist thing, isn't it, to have an acoustic interlude? Oh, God, I, yeah. That happens mm. off... I go and see quite a lot of big pop concerts because I like pop music a lot. And that always seems to happen. There always seems to be an acoustic interlude. Is there a re? Is it like so they can, you know, so the band can chops, go off isn't and it? I mean, it's to prove mm. that they're not, they're not miming or, or I'd have thought. I what for the for keen. the for the band? Because they're usually fairly fairly talented people. I wonder if it just gives them like a break. I've also a couple of American gigs that I've been to. Um, the artists, the artists, I hate saying that about pop stars, but they um, <laughs> <laughs> bands fuck off. You're anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh, do you know what I mean though like, yeah, all right, start talking Banks, about my on, art <laughs> <laughs> anyway where concerts finish with a couple of acoustic songs that is such a wet oh, fart no. of a way to end a concert isn't it yeah, you, yeah, you want the big you want song. oof don't you at the end of a gig you do was, uh, um, I, I, I never see the point of acoustic bits in those kind of shows no. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incredibly boring well even the Rolling Stones at Glastonbury when uh, when Keith came out and played his little ditties, he was like, don't do that. They've yeah, got to let Keith need. do that, though. That's, uh, have they? Yeah. Can't he just do it off stage? <laughs> Record it, and that's like an extra thing they you can download. They just tell him he's on stage. They've got <laughs> a big kind of like a, a painting of an audience, and they sort of shove it in front of him, and he's so befuddled. He'd love it. That he thinks he's on stage. They go, you know, do before they make me run. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is what Lindsay yeah, Buckingham <laughs> always comes on and does Big Love um, with his yeah. twiddly 12-string Yeah. Thing now, doesn't he? I'd, I'd, I love Big Love, but I'd rather hear it with its full big '80s drums. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, so basically, we don't like any acoustic sets <laughs> no, at all. I've yeah. surprised myself with my strength of feeling yeah, about it, this. I, I hope Miley Cyrus is listening to this because you know there's been, she's made some mistakes in the last twelve months. We don't want her to make another one. Also, um, sorry, just one more. Oh, no, no, you can carry on. I watched her doing a cover of Jolene because you know Dolly Parton's her godmother, and this has been kicking around for a while, but I'd only just seen it, and she doesn't have a. Um, a particularly subtle voice, let's say. <laughs> so her acoustically, it just never because she really is. She's got that kind of Rihanna Foghorn, which just it works with pop, but yeah, it's not yeah, very yeah. good when it's meant to be gentle. So it just, oh yeah, don't do it. Jolene as well. That's an absolute, absolute belter of a song. I remember my dad, who's a Nigerian yeah. man, and 
he just loves Jolene. Really? Yeah, yeah. He had the, he had the single and stuff. He used to just belt it out when we I were think younger. it is my favorite. Like, that is on? my favorite song of all time. Is it oh, really? really? Yeah, definitely. Wow. It's so clever and so simple, but mm. yeah. That's amazing. Is there a, uh, a, a, a deep-rooted Nigerian love for country music at all? Because I went to Jamaica. I took, yeah, well, that's that, that was mental. I turned the TV on, and the first thing I saw was, was Kenny Rogers, <laughs> right, on stage. And I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a famous bit of footage of the Rolling Stones on stage in 1966, the Royal Albert Hall, uh, I think they're doing Lady Jane. And there's just kids kind of, you know, having to be physically like, rested off Mick Jagger. They've almost, that yeah. was happening to Kenny Rogers with kind of big middle-aged Jamaican women were kind of storming the, and yeah. apparently he's like huge over there. I think it's more of a, that's more of a West Indian thing right, to be okay. into country. Right. But uh, yeah, my dad just inexplicably just had that and then uh, what else did he have? He used to bell out uh, Sylvester. Really? Your mighty real, yeah. <laughs> Great record. I don't think he gets who Sylvester yeah, that's is. He's got amazing taste yeah, in yeah, music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. But yeah. Uh, right, Lance Bass from InSync. Yeah. We're, we're all eager to know what he's been up to. <laughs> Lance. Um, uh, uh, Landry, perhaps you can talk us through Yeah, that. so he's back after uh, 12 years making music after he, after he left uh, InSync. And yeah, he's made a song called Walking on Air, which is, um, which is amazing. It's kind <laughs> of like flamenco meets pop in a dark alley and then gets beat up by Pop and then leaves the alley and is feeling a bit <laughs> bad about itself. It's, it's pretty terrible. But, but more more interestingly, he's kind of uh, executive produced this film which he's been sent, uh, plugging around uh, Sundance. Right. What's which the is called about? Kidnapped, Kidnapped for Christ, which is about people who are taken off or sent by their families to this kind of re-education camp right. uh, in the, the Dominican Republic. Right. Uh, sounds a little bit like the place where Earl Sweatshirt was sent. Do you remember when he mm. was being a bit naughty and singing about his balls or whatever? Okay, right. Mum was like, stop doing that. I'll send you off there. So, yeah, that, that's it. I don't know. If, I mean, he might become the next Alex Gibney. Who knows? That's an amazing, that's a, a curious kind of, but I mean, a great, I mean, it sounds like one of these things he's doing, he should just stop straight mm. away. And the other thing he should pursue to it's, it's, yeah, yeah, he's go made for it. a documentary about. Well, he's executive produced it. That's kind of an incredible thing to do. Yeah, God bless him. God bless him. He's an odd character, Lance Bass, isn't he? he wasn't he going to go into space at one point? Yeah, didn't, I thought, maybe I think he's just got... very ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, please. Um, this is a strange story. News of a a kind of EDM themed sitcom comedy series. It has to be a comedy, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. it's deadly. Maybe it's serious thing. Helmed <laughs> by Irvin Welsh, Calvin Harris, financed. By Will Smith and Jay Z. This is people who've just come up with a list of random names <laughs> yeah. and put them together in a news story. That's not. Is it real? Is is it? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah, happening. It's definitely it's in development, so I don't know what stage it will get to. But yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want proof, I suppose, of EDM's sort of rise to you know importance and kind of cultural supremacy in in America, this is surely it. You know, Jay Z and Will Smith are backing this. this also, yeah, I mean, it's ripe for taking the piss out of, isn't it? So uh, it's a smart move on HBO's part because is that who's doing it? Yeah, HBO. It's, it's, yeah, oh, really? it's HBO. So it's um, surely there's just plenty of material there. Yeah, absolutely. There's always plenty of material in the in the dance scene, I think. Uh, it just, I'm just sort of intrigued to know what it... It's a really curious mix of characters, isn't it? Yeah. So Irvin Welsh is going to helm the whole thing? Well, I think it's in development, so right, it's okay. just these people are involved in in making it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I find that I'm, 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 I'm intrigued and fascinated to see the end result. Well, who knows how far... It might be that they don't even air the pilot. You never know with these things. Mm. But, um, yeah, what a story. <laughs> what an amazing saga. Well, no, what an, what, what, an, what an intriguing saga. What a kind of, you know, I suppose those kind of... In America, those DJs are kind of like... They're the new rock stars. Yeah. Mm. They, they go very much go for that, or some of them very much go for that kind of 
VIP sort of lifestyle thing. You know, Swedish House Mafia was very big on that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Massive. Calvin Harris, is he able to take the piss out of himself? I don't know. I hope I it. I hope so. We're talking about him before, when we were saying yeah. before. In, in, the, in the old days, he was a bit of a laugh. But now he's kind of going absolutely bonkers at people at concerts who say, play something original. And he absolutely dressed down that poor woman in Brazil. Yeah. Which was, did he do what? He kind of just gave her a massive dressing down. Like she was like near the front of the stage, I think on someone's shoulders getting into it. And then she was like, play something original. He was like, well, this is original. I made it. He called it. her a bitch as well, which is yeah, yeah, God, always that's... a sign of a true gent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, like, I hope in a better mood when he comes to write this comedy. <laughs> 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 Let us proceed to Singles Club. Lanray, your track first. That's Holly Herndon and Chorus Lanro. That's your choice. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I saw this uh, popped up on the internet yesterday uh, with the with a video, which is which is it's worth listening to the song with the video. I think because the song is all about uh, and the video is inspired by the NSA and um, really? government spying on you. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of this. The, the For the benefit of the listeners, that, that is that clip. Uh, is is it all instrumental? Well, this is the thing about Holly Hearn, and she uses her voice uh, as kind of an instrument. And she's but there are no lyrics as such. Not really, there's a lot of... Yeah, but I mean, like, so you wouldn't know the song was about... You wouldn't, and that's why you need to watch the video. Okay. Um, but yeah, Holly Herndon herself, she's she's kind of an artist who is from America, moved to Berlin, kind of got into techno, moved back to America, started studying it, uh, and I think she's at Stanford now. Okay. Doing a course. And I usually hate the kind of in, over intellectualisations yes, of dance music I absolutely hate it but sometimes like with the case with Code 9 who was at Warwick and kind mm. of went and did his uh, PhD on it and mm. then created Hyperdub and all this amazing music sometimes it works and I think Holly Herndon yeah uh, you, and, you and Pearson uh, did a I think he did a doctorate in, in dance music as well and he's a yeah, there was that, producer there was that unit wasn't there at yeah. Warwick called I think it's called CCRU I would never have known this was kind of a piece of music I think that's the thing that's good about it is that I would think about this because I was listening to the the actress new actress album this mm. week, and I think what I like is when you get. I don't mind heavily intellectualized dance music at all, if it instills a very basic kind of emotional, yeah, sort of intrinsic work, reaction in you. Yeah. I don't want something that I need a set of York notes to. It's, you know what I mean? That seems yeah. to me to be completely besides the point, and you know I don't need, I don't want to have a degree in cultural studies in order to understand it. Um, and I would never have known this was that kind of... You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. sense where, for example, you get with a lot of Matthew Herbert's work, where it's just like, well, you want to listen to that. I appreciate the point you're trying to make. Well, I want to listen to the end result, you know. Whereas I think that's just a really good track. Rebecca? Yes. Although it does sound... Did anyone else think it sounds a little bit like the um, that bank advert? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Like Lloyd, a really cool version Lloyd, of Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd's, Lloyd's, yeah. Lloyd's and a journey ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I love that, so that's even... There you that's go. <laughs> there was a dance version of that. Really? Yeah, done by someone like Paul Van Dyke that had uh, oh, the, the <laughs> Sarah Crackle. No, it was, it was rotten. It had Sarah Crackle from St. Etienne singing on it. it awful, oh, really. no. Um, but, uh, no, I thought it was a, that, that was a great track. I, you, you, we all enjoyed it. Three thumbs up. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, is it this representative of the rest of Holly Herndon's work? Yeah, well, she had an album out in 2012 called 
whole movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was a bit more like minus, you know, minus yeah. stuff like Richie Horton, kind of minimal techno. And mm-hmm. then it kind of burst into these avant-garde things. It's the kind of thing that Wire gets very excited about. But yeah, some of it really, really worked. Some of it was a bit like, don't do that. Just I, I hasten to add, by the way, going back to what I said, I wasn't in any way slagging off the actress album. I do, th- I do get a very kind of basic emotional response to this kind of music, despite the sort of like pretentiousness of the. the well, I think actress is a funny one because I think he sends he, out all his press releases, and you kind of read them, and you think, wow, this guy, this guy is really into mm. this. Is he's kind of just completely bought into it? But actually, I think he's a very. People, I know people who know him, and I think he actually is pretty older. Cool. Isn't there with actors? Yeah, but I think he's playing. He's playing people. Like oh, a really? Bit, a bit like uh, Hype Williams do. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, um, Holly Herndon chorus there. Let's move on. Uh, Rebecca, your choice. That's Disclosure with Mary J. Blige. Hooray. Amazing. Yes. That's a great record. That's what my friend Robin Turner would refer to as a pumper. It is a pumper. <laughs> it's a pumper and a banger. Um, it's This is F.E.U. off the Disclosure album, but now with added Mary J. Blige. And I'm so pleased that Mary J. Blige is doing something like this because I love her. I think she's wonderful. I love m- much of her back catalogue, but maybe not so much after 2001, 2002. Family time. Affair it's is a peak a, from which yeah, she, and she yeah. never really. quite scaled again. And then it, it reached a low, I thought, with the um, Jesse J du- duet on this year's X Factor, which is really not something yeah. that Was anybody after, needs to see. After she turned out, because she turned out an umbrella, didn't she? Did she? I yeah, did not she, know she that. Could have, she could have had that, and I think it was after that. Maybe it was just got all too much for her. Yeah, she did a Christmas yeah. album. She did a Jessie J duet. Yeah, none <laughs> of that. So this is—it just suits her voice so brilliantly, yeah. and it was better than I—I I thought it would be. And I'm just really pleased. I'm pleased all round, and it's a banger. So it is complete. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like an old, like mid '90s big main room house diva vocal anthem and there aren't yeah. enough of those around exactly. it made me think of something like uh, the Dave Morales mix I've said I think I've compared something else to this recently as well a lot of this in the air the Dave Morales remix of Dream Lover by Mariah Carey which is a totally brilliant record um, I just really like I really 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 like that yeah it, was, it reminded me of something like Defected would put out kind yes, of Jocelyn yes, Brown yes. on the vocals yes. and it's just it's just good I think that's something that Disclosure do well is kind of pastiches on certain genre yeah. so they released the thing I think it was yesterday with Bishop Nehru this rapper and that sounds like a Jay Dilla track <laughs> uh, which is which is a good thing um, if you want to get snooty about it you could say maybe they should be a bit more original but when they're, when they're putting out bangers like that it doesn't. Hey. It doesn't matter. I mean, ultimately, what Disclosure are there to do is make pop music. I doesn't really, you know, Disclosure are not. Um, they're not like an underground, you know. They're not basing anything on Paradise Lost. They're, they're not. They're, they're not <laughs> smoking loads of weed and reading Milton before they make that. You know, and 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 nothing wrong with that. You not know, at all. I, I think there's a kind of weird thing because people assumed because they had this kind of label of being Deep House at the start because yeah. they started out on Greco-Roman which is maybe a slightly more you know underground label that people have put this thing on them of being sort of well this isn't Deep House well patently this isn't Deep House you know why? it doesn't really matter it's just like banging pop music yeah. I think really people good. find are annoyed by them because they're fairly young guys who weren't there when Garage was big or whatever <sighs> yeah. but kind of take elements of Garage and then turn it into this pop music which is very popular mm. and then kind of purists are like 
their dicks for doing that. Purest of the curse of the dance scene, they, they really always are. have been and they always will be. You know, if it, 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 it's interesting, yeah, they were the curse of the dance scene, you know, 25 years ago and the curse of the dance scene now. Yeah, I saw them live at a field day and they were doing their kind of live show and they were playing like the little their little pads and stuff. And it was amazing when they put, when they played a banger, everybody obviously went bananas, but there was a bit too much kind of noodling. It was almost like some sort of jazz, free right. jazz. Oh, thing. no, really? Like these breakdowns and you don't need a breakdown in a, in a no. garage track. No, 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 you really it. don't want that. So, um, yeah, if they would have thrown that in instead, that would have been better. <laughs> Maybe well, they will now. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, three thumbs up for that. Where did you Where did you come across this, by the way? It's, it's out now, I think. It's actually yeah, out. You can it's buy available it to download. You yep. can buy it. Go out and buy it. Well, don't. I mean, do, do whatever you like. It's free country. <laughs> do what you um, want. <laughs> do what you want. I'm not going to make you. Um, <laughs> uh, finally, my choice. Bibio and uh, Die the Water Green. It's got a good counterpart to the other two things. You might go out to a club, listen to the two previous tracks, come home, chill out, listen to this. I chose this to flag up the fact that the uh, the Bibio album kind of got a bit overlooked, I think, in the end of... Uh, the, it probably came out at the wrong time of year or whatever. And it didn't really make any sort of end, best of end of year list and stuff like mm. that. And it is a really, really, really good album. And I think more people should get it. More people, it's kind of record that you think... The guy that buys two albums a year or something like that would probably really like it if you heard it because it's kind of it's a pretty adventurous record, but it's not a kind of it's not a, a particularly you know, difficult or challenging record. It's just mm. a really nice sounding thing. Um, the album's called Silver Wilkinson, um, and uh, he writes really good songs and he has a really good sound. I think this is this is incisive rock criticism here. <laughs> he writes really good songs. He's got good sound. I just really like it. Uh, everybody else anybody else got any thoughts well I'm I'm sure there's a technical term for this um, but it has one of my favourite things in music which is that it gives you the sensation of being slightly bent out of shape yes. and I love this this is I've, I've realised that this is a thread that runs through almost all of my favourite songs is that it leaves you feeling slightly kind of like wonky um, so to say, I'm sure there's a term for this if any musicologists would I'm like sure to somebody contribute yeah. um, so I think this happens quite a lot with Bibio tracks and it happens here so I'm in favour Lanry yeah the this is quite different to the last Bibio track that I heard I right. liked which was Take Off Your right. Shirt which was something I used to go jogging to and then it kind of it just pop on when I was jogging. I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go mental now." In the next kind of one k, it was Did kind you of really actually take off your shirt. At that yeah, point. you know what? Tops <laughs> off. It's happening. Get ready, Hornsey. But um, yeah, it was complete. But I, I like this track as well in a completely different way. Obviously, it's it's so much more kind of uh, relaxed, almost ambiente. I listened to it. This was the first thing I listened to this morning when I woke up. Got the email. Had a little listen, and I felt a bit like that. You know, the advert for Thompson, where there's a guy and he's like a troll. <laughs> and then he goes on holiday and he jumps in the sea and all of a sudden he's okay and he's a different person. It was a bit like that. It kind of brought me out of my I'm, I'm really pleased. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't the effect I was intended. But there you go. I mean, I don't think you can get more of a, a better recommendation than that. The whole album is really good. There's another track on there called A Tout à l'heure, which is one of my favourite tracks of last year. Um, and like I said, I just think it deserves a wider... I sometimes think Warp records, because there's certain artists that you really associate with Warp. 
boards of Canada put down my last year. There's other people on the roster that get overlooked a bit because of you know because of, they're on war, but they're kind of you know they're not Autecra. <laughs> yeah, I think with Bibio, I saw them as a band because I love Warp, but I mm. kind of bracket them as kind of not really a, a Warp. Yeah, a Warp group or yeah. a Warp artist. Uh, this sounds a lot more like Warpy. Yeah, it's right yeah, on absolutely. My, right on my street. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Well, look at that. We all like everything that was brought in this week. Isn't this nice? This happened last time I was here. Really? Which, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm happy about that. It must be, it's you. It's you. You're you're, you're spending a positive vibration. (laughs) That's Singles Club. Peep Feeders is back with another parallel history of pop, and this week seems perplexed by the number of adverts for Loon Pants in 1972. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm Peep Feeders. Welcome to my parallel history of pop. This month we scoot to January the 22nd, 1972 and look through the pages of Disc and Music Echo which would have cost you six pence at this moment in time. Rather t- too close colour picture of uh, Ozzy Osbourne on the cover in the days before men exfoliated. The main headline is Beck Bands Back. This is Jeff Beck who suffered a serious car crash two years ago and he makes his return uh, appearance with a British tour beginning in January the 1st at Bristol Polytechnic. And page two is devoted to a section called Happening. Lots of live events. Um, you might want to, if you're planning your week, you might want to go and see uh, Dando Shaft at Teesside Finnegal Halls. Most people don't remember Dando Shaft. They're kind of sort of a gentle, very mildly, occasionally psychedelic folk pop group uh, from Coventry, I believe. And I'm only mentioning them in the hope that we might be able to play a burst of one of their songs. We have uh, Olivia Newton-John, The Flirtations, both guesting on The Cliff Richards Show. I would love to see The Flirtations on that. Um, responsible, of course, for the wonderful Nothing But a Heartache. Also on the telly this week, you would, you would have uh, Old Grey Whistle Test to look forward to, uh, featuring Curtis Mayfield. Uh, and also a group called the Rock and Roll All-Stars, which I googled because I'd never heard of them. And they've comprehensively disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, there isn't a single blog post devoted to them, no, nothing at all. But, uh, you know, someone must have liked them, you imagine. Also out this week is Diamonds Are Forever, showing at Leicester Square Odeon, which Disc describe as a farce, but in the nicest possible way. Diamonds are forever need to please me they can stimulate to tease me they won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might
Now, this is this really excited me when I saw this. This is a kind of news story come sort of interview with David Bowie, headlined uh, Why Bowie is Feeling Bush. And this is quite an interesting point in his career because this is uh, about six months before uh, he puts out Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. So what he's referring to is clearly um, this record that is kind of in the process of being prepared and recorded. There's no explicit mention of Ziggy Stardust, but uh, there is an announcement uh, of the new group's first official gig at the Lanchester Festival. It doesn't take it much space, and it rather puts into perspective how modest his profile was at this point. I'm looking forward to going out again. I just want to assert myself again as a performer and not just a writer. I'm not writing for anyone else. I never do. We still don't want to do London yet. It's a long while since I've been out and I'm taking things gradually. He says he won't necessarily be doing material from Hunky Dory. He has completed another album. Neither will David Bowie's performances be of an ordinary kind. I never do anything by half. The costumes for the act are outrageous. He's already had 10 or 12 different ones made up for the group. The picture that accompanies, it says David Bowie before his haircut because it says that he's sporting a a shorter haircut. This would have only just happened because we know that he had the Ziggy cut first done in January 1972 by a hairdresser in Bromley, I think, called Susie. So um, there we go. So a very important transitional time for David Bowie. Also, How to Tour America and Survive. This is an interview with Ozzy Osbourne, who um, brings a sort of classic, sort of deadpan, slightly laconic uh, West Midlands uh, sentiment to things. The trouble with English and European crowds, said Black Sabbath, the vocalist Ozzy Osbourne, is that they listen to you as if you were a jukebox. They shove in their 14 bob or whatever it is and they expect you to work your balls off. What I dig about America is if you do a duff gig, because you're worn out through travelling and you're not into it, they still dig it because you're into your trip. Um, So we're a bit fussier over here. Singles. What singles have we got out this week? Interestingly enough, T-Rex Telegram Sam is out this week. Gets quite a lukewarm review from David Hughes, the disc reviewer. Um, he said, futile to make predictions. It'll obviously be a smash, but personally I feel it lacks just a little of the excitement that set Jeepster and get it on rolling. I kind of agree with that. That's uh, Telegram Sam personally is not my favourite T-Rex song. The Doors, Tightrope Ride. Uh, you may not n- remember necessarily that The Doors recorded a song called Tightrope Ride. This is, of course, because Jim Morrison is already dead and they're soldiering on for a bit without him. David Hughes likes it. He says, this is a really good surprise. I've not heard the Other Voices album from which it comes, but like many, I've been wondering whether three musician Doors could survive without their figurehead. Uh, history hindsight says no, but David Hughes, who does not have the benefit of hindsight, says yes. John Peel's column in his column, which is not always comprehensible at this moment in time, he lists his favourite singles of all time and uh, 
Amongst his favourite singles of all time are Painter Man by Creation, I'm In Love Again by Fats Domino, She's Not There, The Zombies, Bebop Alouille, Gene Vincent. He remained steadfastly keen on Gene Vincent throughout the whole of his life. Page 12 is one of my favourite pages in Disc and Music Echo. It's the ads page. And really, if you really want to know what it was like to be a young person trying to keep abreast of fashion at this point in time, this is a fairly good indication. Lots of ads on the page, and uh, including seven ads just for loon pants. You can get all kinds of loon pants. You can get crushed velvet ones. You get striped ones. You can get split knee loons denim loons, any loons you want you can get and you can also get a, a, um, a limited consignment of genuine Afghan sheepskin coats natural shades which are, constitutes incredible value at £19. In Lisa Melman's America column, uh, she reviews John Lennon and Yoko Ono's sort of helmed concert. This gives you a flavour of what went on uh, at the show. It's very much of its time. The first piece, um, she writes, was John's wind piece to be played to the accompaniment of Beethoven's fifth or something and for the duration of eating an apple. There had to be wind... So, four huge fans were turned on stage, blowing the music sheets open to various and sundry pages so that each member of the orchestra played a different page of the same piece, while a big red apple was passed down the front row and everyone took one bite. When the apple was finished, so was the piece. Uh, elsewhere in this week's Disc and Music Echo, page 14, there's an interview with Rufus Thomas, who's very angry because uh, he feels that as a black artist, um, he doesn't get as much attention as a sort of novelty white artist sort of doing the same thing. Uh, so he's here to promote the Funky Penguin. And he says, uh, I've yet to be on a national TV programme. They use all my material, but they don't want me. They always want to have some white kid doing my songs instead. Even Tom Jones uses my material. I saw him uh, the other night doing Funky Chicken and he made a real lousy-ass job of it. I defy anyone, and that includes Tom Jones, to do my material better than me. In a funny kind of way, sells himself short, Rufus Thomas, because um, around about the same time, he did put out... This is a year before he put out his Crown Prince of Dance album, which is, which is a pretty good album. The version of Tutti Frutti is exceptional. So we got and so the letters page always a favorite a very angry bob helen from chingford in london it says london here chingford essex we all know it to be chingford in essex uh, when oh when are we going to get some original melodies in the chart the new seekers records of i'd like to see, teach the world to sing is an almost note for note copy of the standard there's a blue ridge around, <laughs> it's a blue ridge around my heart virginia which was written over 40 years ago then there's the liberati of the scene that old trendy shrewd nut or he thinks he is, Mark Bolan with Presley's 16-year-old record of My Baby Left Me, only he calls it Jeepster. Shrewdner, I've never... 
heard anyone called a shrewd nut before. It doesn't sound altogether that insulting, to be honest. Finally, in the charts this week, just so that you know, in the singles, we have new entries, including Greyhound, who uh, on Trojan, so I assume that must be a reggae version of Moon River, and also uh, Donny Elba in at number 22 with Where Did Our Love Go? Climbing High, uh, Cat Stevens up 8 to 11 with Morning Has Broken, uh, just one place above him, also climbing. Eight places are The Faces with Stay With Me. Benny Hill drops five places with Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. Brand New Key by Melanie up 12 places to number five from 17. And the top three is Solely Solely by Middle of the Road. And then up seven from number nine, to number two is Neil Reed with Mother of Mine and uh, no move at number one for The New Seekers with I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing. This has been my parallel history of pop. I'm Pip Phoenix. Thank you for joining me. See you next month. That was Pippa Feeders, and we're back in a month with the latest 1970s gossip. That's it for this week. Thanks to Lan Ray and Rebecca for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, visit theguardian.com forward slash music weekly for info and links on the show and to give us your thoughts. We'll see you next week. ta For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.